This week we begin reading the new Chumash, the Chumash of Devarim. The Chumash of Devarim is really a long conversation of Moshe Rabbeinu with the Jewish people. The last 37 days of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, as he reviews with them, goes through the history of what they've been through, um, from, from leaving Mitzrayim, giving the Torah, the 40 years in the desert, reviews with them many of the mitzvahs that were given to this point, and teaches them many new mitzvahs that were not taught yet until this point. In the very first Pesukim, the Torah says that Moshe Rabbeinu explained to them the Torah. And Rashi brings what it says in the Gemara, that Moshe Rabbeinu actually translated the Torah for them in all of the languages that existed at the time. There are 70 root languages. And Moshe Rabbeinu actually explained the Torah in each and every language. The importance of translation. He translated and explained it that everyone should be able to understand it in the way they understand best. And yet there's a very interesting and famous question. The Gemara tells of a story much later in history, King Talmai, who calls in some of the Jewish elders and he commands them, he says, I want a translation of the Torah in Greek. And the Gemara tells us that this was seen as a very negative thing, so much so it's written about that, that it was akin or similar to the day that, that the Egel was created, that the golden calf was made. And here the question is obvious. Is are translations good or are they bad? On the one hand, Moshe Rabbeinu is told to, and he goes ahead and translates the Torah in 70 languages. And here, when the Torah is actually translated into Greek many years later, this is seen in a very negative way. How do we understand this apparent contradiction? And the Rebbe says that we have to focus on the wording of the Gemara that says that when the elders were told to translate the Torah for Talmai, it was like the day that the eagle, that the, that the golden calf was created. It doesn't say that it's like the day that the golden calf was served, that the idolatry was served, but rather when it was created. Why the nuance? And the Rebbe says the following. He says, the truth is when we think about the golden calf and the Jewish people coming to Aaron and saying, we want a golden calf, what did they say? They said, Moshe Rabbeinu um, is not with us anymore. So we need someone else to take his place. In other words, um, we, Hashem didn't lead us himself directly. It was through a Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem used a vehicle. So now that that vehicle is not here, let's make our own vehicle. After all, Hashem is the one that showed us that he deals with us and leads us through a vehicle. That was their request. And here the question is, so if that was the request, why was that so terrible? Again, they're right. Moshe Rabbeinu was a vehicle. In their mind, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't there with them anymore. So they were looking for a replacement vehicle. Why was that so terrible? And the answer is that a vehicle is not necessarily terrible. The question is what type of a vehicle? Who makes the vehicle? Moshe Rabbeinu was, of course, a vehicle to bring Hashem to us. Moshe Rabbeinu was 100% nullified to Hashem's will and wish, and he served as 100% uh, transparent, to be fully only a vehicle to give over the holiness, the Torah, the leadership, the Kedusha of Hashem to us. He was a God-made vehicle. Hashem made Moshe, appointed him as his vehicle to bring Kedusha to us. When we create a vehicle, when we make it on our own terms, we'll decide who's our vehicle, that's a vehicle that can bring to separateness, not to total submission and total nullification to Hashem, but to a separate entity. 
And that's where the mistake was. So the mistake wasn't in the concept of a vehicle. A vehicle could be very positive. But who made the vehicle? And how transparent is the vehicle? Is it merely a transmitter? Or is it something separate? And that brings us the same to the translation as well. A translation for Torah can be wonderful. A vehicle to bring the holiness of Torah to yet another language, to yet another person. That's if that vehicle is made by Hashem, by Moshe Rabbeinu, with the direct and sole intent of transmitting more holiness, bringing the holiness further and further. Those are holy vehicles. When King Talmai, when the Greek king, he says, I want to create my vehicle. I want to have a translation for me to use at my disposal. That same vehicle can become a vehicle that shall lead to the very opposite. Not to an exp a further expression of the holiness of Torah, but to something separate, an entity for itself. And that's what the Gemara means. It was like the day that the eagle was made. We're not talking about the actual idolatry that was served ultimately. But what are we creating? We're creating a vehicle that's not based on the way Hashem said and the way Hashem made it. And therefore something that's fully transparent and a transmitter of holiness. We're creating... An, an, a, um, an independent entity as a vehicle and that's very dangerous in our relationship to Hashem that's so true for so many things in this world really everything can ultimately a, be a vehicle for Hashem everything is created and ultimately will be a vehicle to express the oneness and the holiness of Hashem yet how to find that how to find the godliness in everything is when we use those vehicles in the way Hashem tells us to use them in a way that's merely a transmitter, not something that, can, that is used independently and can actually lead to the very opposite, not to a greater level of holiness, but to a state of separateness and somewhere where holiness is very, very concealed. I'll conclude. When Aaron HaKohen, Aaron the Kohen Gadol, made that golden calf, before the Jewish people served it, he said, tomorrow will be a celebration for Hashem. And of course, what Aaron Akoin meant was he was hoping that Moshe Rabbeinu would come down from the mountain before anybody ever celebrate, before anybody, anybody would serve the idol, and it would truly be a celebration for Hashem, and all vehicles would be only used in the proper way. Of course, it didn't work out that way then, because the Jewish people got up early and served the idol, the golden calf, before Moshe Rabbeinu comes down. However, the Arizal whose yard site is this coming Sunday, says, if Aaron HaKoyin said that tomorrow will be a celebration, the words of a tzaddik must be fulfilled. When will they be fulfilled? And he says, that will be when Mashiach will come. When Mashiach will come, every vehicle will be fully utilized only as an expression of Hashem. And that that day, which was the 17th of Tammuz, the first day of the three weeks, a day which is a fast day. That day, as the Rambam says, will be transformed to a day of simcha, of joy. And that's what Aaron HaKoyin was really referring to prophetically. That tomorrow, the 17th of Tammuz, the three weeks, Tisha B'Av, this time of, this time of mourning, will be transformed to a day of simcha, to times of simcha, of, of happiness and joy, when the entire world will express and be used as a vehicle in the most proper way to express that oneness and beauty of Hashem may be very speedily, even today. Have a wonderful Shabbos.